Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion that we need to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in addiction, substance abuse, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has been through most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine Solo episode, I'm exploring the concept of communing with spirit animals, as well as sacred sites and spaces that we feel most drawn to, most peace within, and most connected to in this world, and the importance of doing so. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about communing with spirit animals and nature, settings, environments that we feel most at peace, calm, and connected with and the importance and significance of those experiences. I'm also going to start using these Monday Divine Feminine episodes to offer a little bit of insight and updates on my current travels and journeys. As I spoke to in the Taking the Big Call episode, I have embarked on a new voyage, my third big nomadic trip around the country. This one is going from my residence in Bend, Oregon, where I was for almost a year, and heading east towards New England. A big draw is that I'm going to go see the fall foliage, leaf peeping, if you will, exploring the beautiful colors and the beautiful changes of the leaves in this, my favorite time of year, autumn, which I'm actually recording this episode on the autumn equinox, September 22nd. The beautiful point in time where we shift out of summer and begin that descent into the colder, darker, cozier months, with which so many of us love. Uh, the time where we get to pull out our warm winter sweaters and coats and get cuddly and enjoy the season of the holidays and the closing of the year, and then embarking once again after the winter equinox towards the light, or sorry, the winter solstice. With all that said, I'm journeying, I'm traveling right now, and I want to offer a little bit of that to my audience. One, because I'd like to share myself more and introduce myself and my life with you all, because my life, currently especially, is a big part of my work and the message that I like to put out to people, which is following your intuition connecting with the divine, with your divine feminine self, bringing that forth in order to shift and change in a way that is most advantageous and for the highest good of you, but also for the greater whole. Because as I speak too often, I truly believe this is a time where so many of us are shifting who we really are and shifting into this energy and essence that 
we came here to be and to bring into this world to create greater peace, harmony, love, abundance, and joy for people, for humanity. So I like to just share a little bit of my part in that. And the update now is I'm currently in Fargo, North Dakota. I began my journey a week ago. A week ago, I hit the road last Friday. And I've been through out of Oregon into Washington, Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota, and North Dakota. It has been a beautiful, exciting voyage so far. Honestly, it's just been a lot of driving because I've been trying to make some distance because I'm really trying to get into the the uh, the real Northeast region for this leaf, these leaves, <laughs> the leaf changes, the changes in colors. So it's been a lot of long days of driving, but oh, so beautiful. And I always love traveling. I've, you can check out my solo episodes on the, on travel is transformation, speaking to how powerful the movement is that sometimes when we're, when we're drawn to go on trips or journeys, it's because there's, there's a unique movement within ourselves that happens when we move physically through the world. Our bodies get into that beautiful rhythm, the flow of moving, of progress, of progressing in a direction. And it's very powerful and therapeutic and can really bring through a lot in a healing capacity through your emotional body, through your mental state. All of these things can kind of shift. And, you know, it's like sort of breaking out of ruts that you get into when you're in your day-to-day more consistent static life you kind of break out of that and things can loosen up and come out which is always a benefit so long days of long days of driving but this episode is inspired by my my experience and time in South Dakota particularly this was my first time visiting this state it is a beautiful state yes a lot of it is just flat desolate, empty space, but there are some magnificent geographical or (laughs) more so geological various formations and settings. One in particular that many people know of is the Badlands. So I headed down through Wyoming from Montana into South Dakota, where I stayed in Rapid City, which is sort of an in-between the two very prominent historical monumental sites. One is, of course, Mount Rushmore, which I wasn't particularly inclined to see, but I did see it because it's part of this loop you can do, which I did the first day I was in South Dakota. And you see Mount Rushmore, and then you also see Crazy Horse, which is the monument to the Native American people that lived in that region, that, of course, we know the story that they were forced out of their lands, that there was a lot of fighting and violence on both sides, yet it was the settlers into America, the pioneers headed west, that wreaked a lot of havoc and the wounds have never healed. So they created this beautiful monument. This It's another carving in stone, just like Mount Rushmore, but this one shows a chief on their horse pointing in a direction. And it's still in progress, but it's very powerful, very beautiful. You then head further south, and there's a beautiful national park called Wind Cave National Park. Now, I'm a huge fan of caves. I actually haven't talked much about caves on the show or some of my exploration into caves, but man, they are powerful places. 
or maybe I have spoken to them, but caves are cool because it almost feels like you, it's like being at the bottom of the ocean, but no water, right? It's this dark, desolate, drippy, wet place. And you're seeing things that haven't seen the light of day. And it's a very powerful place. It's very representative of sort of going in, going within, right? Into the deeper depths of ourselves, seeing some of the yucky, scarier corners of ourselves. So there's always a time and place for caves. Apparently, this was not my time and place, which is interesting because I actually wasn't, usually I'm so down for a cave. I'm always into caves. But I was like, you know, I don't really feel like going spelunking. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really feeling that energy, but I was up for it. And then wouldn't you know, the Wind Caves, so Wind Caves is a national park. It has like a bunch of prairie land and open space, beautiful rocks and fields and trails to explore. But it's also this giant underground cave, these caverns that you can go into. But when I was there, they were closed for maintenance. So I was up up above, up above on top of the land. And I have to tell you, that's where I was meant to be because I was absolutely taken with this space. So again, this ties into my topic for today. The importance and power of communing with our spirit animals and various lands or settings or places on earth that we feel drawn to, but also most connected with and get a significant or particular sensation when we're with it. So I wanted to speak to this because when I was in this area, something felt so strong about it. Of course, it could be a past life thing. It could be a lot of different reasons that I felt a certain sense of being at ease, being comfortable, being very in a state of loving and peaceful in this place. For one, it's just gorgeous. It's just this wide open space has beautiful different colors and flowers and trees and there's rivers and little canals and little creeks and it's just so beautiful and when I was there I just really felt at ease and it made me think of the idea that everybody has different places that they get that sense with right often we can find them even in our own backyard we just think, oh, you know, I, I'm going to go sit under my tree. I love this tree. Every time I sit there, I feel very calm. I feel very peace. I almost feel like this tree is kind of keeping me company, which it is, <laughs> by the way. Um, I'm a big believer that nature is kind of like animals. It, it's very similar. Nature is there to offer love. Of course, they understand that everything is a symbiotic relationship, right? We give to trees just as trees give to us. However, they don't know as much as us as we do. They don't think as much about ego, right? They're not trying to force to get more, get more. They stay in the balance. And so when we go out and commune with nature in these special places, it's because we we feel the most equilibrium in our bodies. We feel the most at peace because we are honoring that relationship that we have with nature. And I said it's the same with animals because people love animals, animals, dogs, cats, any sort of nature, but particularly the companion animals, because they too think mostly just about how much they love us and how much they enjoy having a relationship with us. Of course, you know, if you've ever met a dog or a cat, <laughs> you know, they, they they have a few of their own special interests. They want their treats. They want their pets. They want to do what they want to do. 
But for the most part, they're, they're much more simple creatures. And when, you're, when you do connect with them, most people know that feeling where you feel truly loved unconditionally by your pet. And that's how you can often feel in nature. And what I'm getting at here is that there's specific places for each of us in nature that's almost like you just get into this little groove in the earth where you're like, oh, this feels like home. I feel like I'm recharging. I feel like I just got the image of you know a plug, like your phone charger plugging into a plug in the wall. It's like we have specific places on this planet that our unique selves just plug into. We get there and we just feel like we are being recharged with love, with nourishment, with that true essence of life. Because there are so many places in the world that don't feel like that, that have a greater sense of anxiety and stress and demands and deception. And unfortunately, we spend a lot of our time in those spaces because they make up what we have decided is crucial to life, which is work and obligations and trying to prove ourselves and prove our value, earn our value, earn our worth. And not enough time in the spaces where we feel most of our loving selves, most connected to that which is love, which is life. That's what life really is, is love. So when we plug into these places in nature, in the world, we are truly reviving our soul and brightening, brightening the natural light, the natural essence that we have to give in this world. So I speak to this. This is why I'm so inspired to tell you all about this today is because Find those places. Again, we can find them in our own backyard, in our own neighborhood. But also, if you're feeling drawn to a place in the world, I speak to this in general about following the call, right? I talked about following the big call, but there's also the smaller calls. I want to go to the beach this weekend. I want to go to this forest for a hike. Go there. And while you're on that hike, while you're walking the beach, be open to if you feel pulled or drawn or see a certain spot where you say, that's where I want to be. Or when you move through a spot and you say, whoa, I feel like a wave of calm just came over me. And sit with it, stand with it, stay with it, be there. You know, there are so many things that we don't see, the energetic ley lines throughout the earth. These are the things that charge us, that fuel us, that understand us, that are connected to who we really are, which is divine. So I really found it powerful in this place. I just sat in this field, on this hike that I was on. And then, of course, along the way, I kept coming across all these little animals. I saw a snake. Oof, I love a good snake. <laughs> or even a bad snake. I love them all. But it, there are no bad snakes. And there, you know, which is nature in her essence. Then I walked through this creek, and there was a crawfish in there. Just all these beautiful little things and the magic of nature. I think we all know that feeling that can truly inspire you and make you feel realize and recognize just the magnificence of what we are a part of. And so I sat there and I had this thought that I'm sharing with you all now, which is, oh my gosh, something is in me right now. Something is flowing through me in this space. I feel so connected to the space. Like I've known it all my life and maybe all my past lives and maybe for eternity, because that's how long we've all been around is forever. So there's certain places that we connect with that remind us of this, that bring that feeling through of, oh my gosh, I'm infinite. Oh my gosh, I go on forever and I've been around forever and I'm a part of everything. The more we connect those spots, the more we remember who we are 
And that's so important. And the fun part is that it's different for all of us. It's like a treasure hunt as we go about our day or about our lives, traveling the world, traveling the country, traveling our state, traveling our own little town and finding out where's our outlet? What's our unique plug in nature and the world? So that's the portion of nature. And then it also goes with animals. And that's why I wanted to speak to spirit animals because all animals can move us. All animals are powerful. They just like us, they each have their own unique energetic imprint and essence that it shares with us. And there's different ones that are going to speak to us more profoundly. Because in this life, again, it's sort of like we're, we come in in a certain design and certain things are going to connect with us the most and feel the most powerful and feel the most aligned. It's just how it works with, within each dimensional lifetime is that there's certain things that we go together with. Almost like, what was what were those toys called? Like connects with a K, you know what I'm talking about? That they kind of snap together. It's, and Or like a s- synapse that you see in those, you know, cellular models. We kind of snap into things in this lifetime that c- complete us, right? Like the chain of a DNA. We go through a life and the more that we can connect with the things that we're meant for, the more we come online, on board with who we truly are. This is all just kind of coming to me right now. I don't know. It could be gibberish, but it feels true to me, and it felt true to me in that space. In in the Wind Cave National Park, I just felt this connection of all things and how we truly do snap together with the things that we're meant for that bring us into our highest essence. So now I have to speak of the spirit animal that I have just been blown away by for the past few days being in this region, and it's the bison the buffalo. My goodness, what a remarkable and powerful sacred creature. Of course, we know the sanctity and sacredness of the buffalo because they kept many different tribes and groups of people alive for centuries, if not thousands of years, on the plains, on the region that is North America. Of course, as humans come to do, we pushed too much. We lost the balance with this creature because it almost became extinct at one point. It was so overhunted and utilized for food, but also for trade, right? We used its hide. Um, I mean, the buffalo is made up of so many useful, powerful parts. And I do believe there is a harmony. There is a, a union that we have with these animals that we honor them, and that that was kept sacred for a long time, but then it was pushed. And of course, you know, it was more towards the time of, again, the pioneers, that when we came and we claimed the land for ourselves, and we decided that, as we do, that we have rights, that it is our right to take whatever we want, not considering the balance, the cycle of nature. So my point is that for a long time, we've known the sacredness, the the Buffalo, the bison were worshipped by the Native Americans for a good reason and still are. And I got the experience of seeing them. I drove into the park and they were, just as they say in all those songs, they were just roaming around. Boy, do they ever roam. They just, there's this power to them. It's almost feels very prehistoric. The way that when we see videos of dinosaurs, the way that they just sort of slowly moved across plains and spaces, that's how the buffalo move. Unlike Cows, who I love too, cows are very sacred, but they just kind of like walk around or meander. But buffalo, it's like they're moving, they're moving towards something. They're, they have this 
sort of prowess to them as if they really are these these sort of nomads. They go from one place to the next. And you never know where, you're, where you will find them is what I realized because I'd see a herd of them and then I'd drive further down the road and there would be a lone soldier, <laughs> just a big old buffalo found his own little patch of grass that he was interested in. And sometimes he'd meander up to the side of the road and that's where I saw one. And I got to stop at a safe distance. Of course, we want to be mindful. These are wild animals, um, also sacred and free animals and they deserve their space as tempting as it is to want to go up and say hello we absolutely do not want to do that we don't want to be that person that tourist and I was able to get close enough to in my car I stayed in my car but to stop for a bit and to just be with it from a distance and I don't remember the last time I ever felt such a powerful sensation from an animal um, they are massive, first of all, and their eyes, uh, as all animals' eyes are, you can it's like their soul is right there. And just how old they are and how much they've been through and what they represent historically, they're very powerful animals. And I felt so moved by it and just a, a sensation that I can't really quite describe, but I think everybody knows that when you commune with an animal because they really are just pure expression. They're not veiled like humans are. They don't hold back. They give everything. And something that massive and powerful as a buffalo, whew, it's a lot. So it was a very moving experience. I was luckily enough to ex- luckily? <laughs> lucky enough to experience it a few times. I then, from the wind caves, I then the next day went on to the Badlands, Badlands National Park, which Oh my gosh, if you ever get a chance to go, what a spectacular place. I have to say it's in my top five of the national parks in the United States. I also have a place in my heart for the Everglades in Florida. I'm a sucker for that prehistoric stuff, that sense of being back in in those days, the time of dinosaurs and all those things. But this place is just magnificent. It doesn't have water, which I am a big fan of water, and that's that's lacking <laughs> in the Badlands. But man, just the history of it. I mean, everything it's gone to. I didn't realize that that region was underwater 75 million years ago. The ocean went through there. There was The Badlands were actually the part that kind of stood out like an island, and that's why you see the most magnificent, fascinating fossils that they find there. No dinosaurs because there wasn't enough land for dinosaurs, so they weren't out there. But they had some very ancient prehistoric sea creatures that made it out there. And just the whole thing, my goodness, it feels like you're on another planet. And then the bison, the buffalo that just roam all over there and also some amazing creatures, the bighorn sheep, and the there's – what are they? They're not deer – antelope antelope are there there's just oh my goodness it's just magnificent and the colors the colors of some of these rock formations they go from pink to purple to yellow it's just remarkable i stayed there a very long time and again got to see passing by of of roaming buffalo and get close enough to to see them and some baby buffalo just remarkable So with all this said, (laughs) that brings you up to speed a bit on my current travels, my experiences, and I hope it's helpful and I hope someone listens and is inspired by the idea of remembering that you have your own unique spirit, animal, and places on this earth, these sacred sites that you can 
plug into that you can really connect with to recharge and heighten your divine essence, reach that place of feeling that love within ourselves that we deserve to know and understand is who we really are. And these are the things that help us. That's what animals do best. That's what nature does best is reminds us and brings us back to ourselves. So I hope this was helpful. I'll be back next Monday with another update. Of course, I'll still have my guest episodes on Wednesday and my Identify and Heal episode on Friday. Now, before we close, I will pull a card for this reading. I have my White Sage Tarot deck for today, which is kind of fun because this is such a beautiful, sweet deck and a lot of the cards have animals on them. So we'll see what what's what wants to come out if it happens to be an animal. So let me go ahead and pull a card for the highest good and greatest guidance of everyone listening. No animals, but we have the Ace of Swords. Wow. Powerful card. Okay, so this kind of takes us away from the the theme of spirit animals and communing and back into the current time, which is the autumn equinox, it is a powerful time for change, everybody. And there's this energy going around right now about this start of something big right now. It's coming. It's in the air. And the Ace of Swords is all about that deliberate choice, a big, powerful push towards what you've always wanted to have and do, what you've always believed that you are possible of and what you want to experience in your life and make physical, make manifest it into reality. And it does tie into this episode because that's the power of plugging into these places. Even my experience through the Badlands, I feel new energy within me. I feel that impetus that says, now is the time. It's time now. That Ace of Swords, and that's what Ace of Swords means, is really that time of saying, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I feel plugged in. I feel energized. I want to move forward into this. I want to take that big risk, that big leap. It's time. So for anyone listening, if you've been thinking about getting started, if you feel that energy buzzing inside of you, go for it. And if you're feeling a lack of inspiration, then maybe kind of tap in and explore where might I want to go visit. Where have I gone before that makes me feel inspired? Where do I feel drawn to right now? And as far as when we're thinking about because people will ask, well, what is my spirit animal? How do I know it? It'll tell you. It'll come to you. Keep your eyes out. When you're walking around, when you're on a drive, when you see pictures of animals, if they keep popping up, that's probably it. It I mean, it can be anything from the other day I was driving home and I saw a fox in the middle of the road. And I said, oh, okay. Fox, fox spirit has a message for me. For a while, I think I shared on the show, but I had a frog that came to visit me almost every day. He was in the same spot every day on my front deck. And frogs are all about clearing out the clutter so we can move towards abundance, good luck, good fortune. So that was a beautiful message. So I hope that from this you take away the power of communing with your spirit animal and your divine places on this planet. Have a beautiful day. Have a wonderful autumn. Enjoy the changing of the seasons. Talk to you soon. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. 
And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world. Thank you.